Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. See, I love saying it too. This program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goats, like a, what? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's get chatter with a banter. I am Kellen Patterson of the Clan of Kellen, and she is Desiree Fletcher Carruthers of the other Carruthers. Hello, Desiree. How are you? Hello. Hello. You know, I'm good. I am good. I um. I have a little bit of eye strain, I think, you know, because I have been fast and furiously trying to work on some photo editing for my husband, who is working towards launching a website. Oh. Yeah. So hundreds and hundreds of bird pictures have either crossed my computer screen or will. And, uh... You know, I've been battling a little bit of headache, but it's okay. It's good. I'm good. Progress. This is exciting. I don't know about you, Kaylin, but, you know, just just new stuff going on, new stuff going on. And I feel like you've got a bunch of new stuff going on, or at least not new, but, you know, different community things that you have been doing as well. Yes. Uh, I we, we We did a local thing here for Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, with the new regulations, we had to do a lot of changes. We were wanting to feed every year. We feed people in a in a in a basically a venue that can seat a thousand. And so, what we were doing was basically addressing anyone in the neighborhood, anyone in the community. It, it basically in Kankakee County. If you wanted to come out and sit with people and pray and 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 talk about God, praise and worship and also have a good uh, Thanksgiving meal, we had made it available. Uh, you know, in days, in the years past, it would be days leading up to Thanksgiving where we would do it. But people just didn't have uh, family or friends to be around uh, when they're homeless or when they're living in shelters. So we basically switched it to Thanksgiving Day, I think, two years back. And this year really – we had really set it up, but of course, COVID had come come into place. But now, all these regulations and all these different parameters for dealing with it, and and, and God bless, you know, the regulations, because we, we do want to have people safe and and healthy. And and a lot of times, the homeless and the people that aren't are nutritionally set uh, are at risk, and and we had to keep that in mind. So when they shut us down, it would just. Uh, we didn't want to stop it, so we delivered home meals to any and everyone. As long as we had food, we were taking food to the people that were calling as long as they were calling ahead of time and not expecting immediate deliveries like Uber Eats or stuff like that. So it was really a lot of fun. But, you know, when Thanksgiving came, that came and ended. We wanted to springboard and do something for, for Christmas, and uh, we have a very fine individual named uh, – Eric Olson, 
who's been doing things for kids with cancer uh, through his wrestling events. Uh, we, we've talked with one of, you know, many of his cohorts, one of them being Calvin. Uh, he's been on our show in the past. And so, you know, I was already connected in that community, and I wanted to make sure that we had something for, for Christmas, and so we've been doing things for Toys for Joys. And we were taking bins to the the, 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 the small business owners, that would take it, uh, stack nutrition, uh, any church that would take any bins. And it's been going incredibly well, more than we expected. We've already filled up bin after bin. And it's it's uh, something that caught a little, some of us all by surprise. I just got the message from the guy, the pastor that's in charge of this. And he was telling us that, you know, he had a friend that had passed away, so he was out of state. And that's why the communication and coordination had kind of lapsed and fallen apart. But we're still doing the bins. It's just that the bins haven't been in position in the time that they were uh, promised. And so, you know, we've been doing more runs to make sure that the kids actually get the toys and not somebody who's uh, not in the Christmas spirit, I, I, I will say. And we did have uh, a couple of instances of that happen yesterday at the day but we have been addressing it. It's been a lot more legwork, but, you know, glory to God, we, we still have our legs to get keep them going. And thank God for good health and fitness because you can have the mental wherewithal to keep it going. So it's been, a, it's been a challenge, but I don't know any good deed that isn't challenging because, you know, the adversary always wants to destroy it and take the joy out of Mudville and Whoville. And, well, we always have Grinches that just pop up and you never see them coming. And there you have it. Well, that is awesome. And, you know, you know one thing I've noticed this year? I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, and I wonder if it's going to play itself out um, with more people maybe not personally volunteering as they may have, but, you know, contributing or donating more than they have in the past. But I've noticed that there are a lot more holiday lights out this year. So whether Mm -hmm. people are, you know, because they're home more now, for those who are still working from home, so they are, you know, on top of their honeydews, or they're just like, we need some cheer, so let's get these lights out. But at least in my area, I have noticed a lot more houses with holiday lights on them. Plus, the weather has totally cooperated. I cannot complain Mm -hmm. about the weather that we've had. You know, there's a lot going on, and I'm thankful thankful for the family time that we've been blessed to have. And I I think a lot of people have noticed that with these lockdowns and everything, that either you love your family or you don't, but you're going to know for sure if that's true or not with the close uh, surroundings. And, you know, considering the time, it's it's always good to, to really take a step back and just understand that God is God. And he's, he's he's got us right where we need to be as long as we stay in him. And I, I think the people that have uh, accepted that understanding and know that he's in control, he's always been in control, and, and we need to just let him be him, and we just stay out of the way and do our part. And one of the things that I've definitely seen is the increase in, in family time, family sharing, and, and family coexistence, because I think we did get too far into technology and that was supposed to save us. And, uh, you know, I'm going to bring up a point 
about, you know, people keep saying that they want to get things back to normal. I'm saying, well, we better get used to a, a normal that we have to increase. And I, I can't, it tickles me when we get away from understanding that, you know, normal changes daily. And yet we seem to yep. not want to understand that this is one of those times where normal is changing daily. I mean, every day you wake up, life has changed. And yet for some reason, we're always shocked that life has changed. It's always going to be time to, you know, really take a, a look at our lives and perspective in life and make sure that we're keeping up with the changes. But it's not changing anything when we refuse to change with the times. Times change. Things change. People change. And we need to understand that, you know, we are a part of society and we need to stay in that and, and not be afraid of the future. I, I remember a Star Trek movie that was called The Undiscovered Country. And I was like, what an interesting name. But they were talking about the future. And we, we shouldn't fear it. We, we, we should take hold of it for what it is and accept it. I mean, there's, there's things that we don't have to accept, but life has to be accepted for what it is in the reality of how it's transpiring. And if we can do that, we can grow and progress. And uh, I, I, I look at the, the natural bodybuilding community, and I know that we have taken hold of that understanding because we've transformed our bodies and you have to transform your mind uh, first to even make that philosophy happen. And, and I think they can be the pioneers and leaders in this new transformation because we've already been walking in the mindset of change in our lives personally. So we can we can only grow from that if we so choose. What do you think of that, Dad? Well, I would agree. It's if we so choose. And I also think, you know, for those who were able to and, and uh, their hands weren't tied, the promoters that have been able to continue to offer bodybuilding competitions have adapted to the time. And um, and I think that that's going to continue to have to be the norm here. And I don't even know for how far into the foreseeable future. Um, so, and I know that's a topic that we want to get into more about um, just the future of promoting and what that's going to look like as we move forward. But we've seen successfully – um, that it can, uh, we've seen successfully, we've seen that it can happen successfully. And in fact, you were just in a show not that long ago that successfully uh, took place. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, as long as the venues are available, and we've seen the athletes are willing, so can carry on. Yes, yes, it can. And I think that's one of the benefits of having a long-standing tradition of natural bodybuilding in, in cities and towns, because that's really what made this show come about, because this is one of those shows that was guaranteed simply because Ray uh, Minkowski had had so many years prior to taking care of the venue, taking care of the, the athletes and taking care of the community. Uh, he was well-established in it. And so when, all the different regulations have changed because I don't know if you remember, Des, that weekend is when our lockdown happened, and yet that show was still set to work, and it was really something with all the variables, and the show was still 
it, it still remained intact. So I was very happy with that. I was so happy with that because, you know, this is this is a time where people are losing hope, where where the joy isn't as free and as often as it normally is, and to have some sense of hope, some sense of a future that we can look forward to, it it's really needed right now. And I, I'm thankful that you know he did everything he said, and and we'll get into the regulations and stuff, but it it was there for us as long as we had it, and I, I was very thankful that all of that was able and uh, able to get it done. And so it, 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 I'm really excited about this, and, and we definitely need to have uh, forward-thinking promoters to make sure times and moments like that can happen consistently in the future. Amen to that. So speaking of Ray, Let's get into it. Let's get into it because you were just on uh, a couple of weekends ago, and we have show results. And guess what, guys? We are flipping the script a little bit. It's usually me in the driver's seat murdering people's names, but guess what? Oh, my goodness. Guess who's in the driver's seat tonight? I don't know. Guess who's in the driver's guess seat? Who gets, guess who gets the privilege? <laughs> Ah, of sharing all the names of the standings for us. That would be Mr. Kalen O'Patterson of the O'Kelling Oh, my God. Kalen, take us away. Take us away. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, uh, The show Dad is talking about is the DeKalb, uh, DeKalb, DeKalb Midwest States and it, it it was. I'll first get into the parameters of what we had to deal with because this was the first time I had to go to this extent to compete, and we, there was nothing special about me having to do it. It was just amazing, like I said, that it was able to get done. And one of the things that we had with was the change in the regulation at the last minute was the understanding that. You know, it wasn't going to be too many people hugging and touching or anything. It it was a lot of regulations. We had to wear the mask on stage. We had to wear the mask backstage. Basically, we had to wear the mask the entirety of the show until we got to our respective posing routines. And I know there were certain people that that were sorry they declined to do that posing routine because they would have been grateful taking that mask off at least for a minute. And, (laughs) I mean, you talk about some sweating. We I remember feeling like I was going to drown because my, my mask had become so sweat-filled that my body did not want to breathe in because the moisture was that close to my nose. And it, I, I don't know, it just oh, felt like I was underwater. No. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, so it was it was a challenge. We couldn't have any weight, that, you know, because of the, the interaction with others possibly or potentially touching them. There was a lot that had come down last minute. But like I said, because of uh, Ray's longstanding uh, interaction with the community and the place, they knew they could trust him for it. And, that, you know, there were some people that, you know, really had issues with that mask, and they would have been asked to leave, but I guess they realized at the last minute that it was just a stupid option to sit there and go through all that time and effort and then want to complain at the last minute. So, you know, there were some people that were basically, they tried to 
change the nature of the beast. It did not happen. They would have been removed and uh, like quite quickly because of uh, everything that was going on. They can't play any games. They can't risk any lives. And they ensured that we understood that before we set foot into into the venue past the, uh, the competitors meeting. So with that being said, thank God that, you know, everybody that competed was able to do so successfully. And uh, thank God that everybody that uh, placed well uh, passed the drug test. I was very happy to hear about that. And thank God for the people that dedicated their time to being in the best shape of their lives and having a time, a chance to represent it. So with that being said, uh, let's start with uh, men's physique novels. Uh, yes, first place with, uh, men's uh, physique novice, uh, Stephen Levine got first place. Uh, Randy Rounceville, yeah, I'm already already getting into it. Got second. <laughs> uh, Brandon McGee got third. Uh, Osvaldo Lamas got fourth. Lei Zhang, Lei I remember that guy. Uh, he he did. Uh, he he was a he was a, a character. He was a, he very witty backstage. He's a lot of fun. Uh, Michael Wilson got six. Elise Eliseo of Betancourt got seven. Uh, Dar Daric Simonis got eighth. Colin Socia got ninth. Uh, this group was a uh, they they split them up. Uh, this was uh, basically. Uh, the, the 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 setting of the stage because they had nine competitors, they split them up and then they split them up again to make sure that we had the the social distancing. Uh, I, I was it was kind of cool to see how they were going to go go about it, and because they had such a uh, large group at the beginning, and I know people say nine people, but when you talk about social distancing, that's a lot of people on stage. So, <laughs> excuse me. Goodness, but uh, with the social distancing and everything, it was nice to see how they had already set the tone early on and what was expected. Uh, we did have a video backstage, so we could see where we were supposed to be standing when the when the you know for the duration while the show while the show was happening. And we also got to see, you know, where they were going to be placing us and why. So, you know, a lot of times a lot of fears are negated when you know the why. So with that group, it was nice to see. And it was a, it was a lot of fun because, you know, we got to interact a lot more because there was no pump-up room. We basically, whatever you went with is basically what you were presenting on stage. So with that being said, mm-hmm. let's go to Men's League Open. Uh, Randy Rousefield. Before we get too far down into Men's Physique Open, I do want to say that I I feel like I was almost listening to a bikini category with the number of contestants that they had, especially in the novice uh, Mm -hmm. section. To have nine novice men's physique, that's, I mean, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's saying something, so... That's yes. exciting. It used to be uh, that in novels, bikini, bikini the was the category that always ran with it. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, they, they, this is a great group, and I love the energy they brought. And 
it was it was a lot of fun to see them out there because they were really happy that the show was happening, and so very very good. And considering you know with the spacing and everything else, it 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 really held well to start that way because you know it set the tone for the show, and I I like that. I, I was really liking it, but. This is one of those where, you know, not really uh, having a pump-up room and not really practicing your posing made a difference because this actually flipped. So then the the men's physique novice, uh, Stephen Levine, got first. But in the men's physique open, he got second. Randy got got uh, first. So, you know, it, you could really see the people who had taken their time to practice posing, and it was really uh, a surprise to the audience because, you know, they figured the same, almost the same group, you're going to have the same outcome. But that's not true. So let me run through the, the list. And uh, Randy Rouseville got uh, first. Stephen Levine got wow. second. Uh, Brandon McGee got third. Matt LaGrada got fourth. Osvaldo Lamas got fifth. Lei Zhang got sixth. Michael Wilson got seventh. Jerry Newman got eighth. Elicio Betancourt got ninth. Derek Simonis got tenth. And Colin Socia got eleventh. So you see that there, there was a little bit of a change. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, There, I mean, it pretty much fell in line. And, you know, I'm actually very surprised about that flip in first and second place. But but for one thing that I'm reminded of that uh, Earl Schneider, and I know those of you who have uh, been following Kaylin and I for a while, you're familiar with that name as well, and Earl the Pearl and his role in the NGA, uh, great judge, But one thing that he said um, at one judge's meeting is that, you know, even if you have a competitor in several categories, don't necessarily expect the same look. And when I say several categories, I mean, you know, novice, beginner, open, all of those things. Um, Because the more they're on stage, the more comfortable they get, their body's actually going to settle into what they're doing. It may even get a little bit harder depending on the physique. And so – you know, they could actually become sharper looking the second or third time they're on the stage versus the first. And that doesn't always happen, but I'm wondering if maybe this um, might not have been one of those scenarios. And I'm also wondering if possibly if posing is what it came down to, if fatigue might have played a little bit in this in that one yes. competitor may have gotten, you know, a little more tired and his posing was not as crisp oh, as yes. the first round. So just a lot of different I, variables, like I said, but I was I was surprised. We had the cameras backstage, so we got to see it. And you could definitely see the novice, uh, that was the novice, because it, 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 uh, it made a difference. But like I said, it, the audience was surprised by it because they didn't, uh, they didn't know about the, what you just shared. So, you know, it was like, whoa, kind of the deal, instead of basically uh, clapping for, for the guy who won. So it was it, it was it was definitely uh, uh, educational 
because Ray Benkowski is one of those that will go through why, the what, why, and when. And for one, there was a, a tie with the scoring. And because of that, they had to basically go, you know, with the high and low that was dropped, and they brought that back with who placed where and why. And once they did that, that decided the outcome. So, oh, okay. It was really, yeah, it was a lot of information that was shared, and I was I was glad that he did because it it alleviated a lot of the stress and confusion instantly. And you know, like you said, Earl the Pearl does that a lot, and he saves a lot of tension that's happening in the venue when he does things of that nature. So, I, you know, thank God for people like that, and thank God for promoters who have the wherewithal to share that information and basically uh, address it while it's happening so it's not a shock. And there you have it. And there you have it. I so, tell you what. Uh, is, is it okay to move on to men's physique? Hell yeah. Eight? Okay. Go, so the go for it. Men's physique, Randy Rouseville, he was having a good day. Uh, second place goes to Alicio Betancourt. Third place goes to Jerry Newman. Uh, fourth place went to Derek Simonis. Uh, congratulations to those guys. Um, I'm, I'm always a fan of Masters class, obviously, Des and I both. Um, I'm really happy to see that Masters represented well in that group. Uh, if you notice, yes, uh, the winner of the Open was the same one that won the over 40. So I mean they had a he had a good day, and congratulations to him and uh, congratulations to another Masters class uh, winner. Uh, men's physique, men's classic physique, novice. All right, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gunner Milsna got first place. Amir Khan got second. Uh, Chris Bartlett got third, and that was the the novice. So congrats to Milsta, uh, Gunner Milsner. and uh, let's see how. Oh wow! Okay, men's classic physique opens. First place, Gunner Milsner, Carlos Perry has got second. Jacob Hamby got third. Michael Geiger got fourth, and Chris Bartlett. They had uh, they did they did do the poses the the classes for the physique and some of the people, uh, it's, it's, it's sad. I I can only say if you're going to compete, please do your homework as to what category you're doing. Uh, because it's shameful to see great physiques that aren't doing the poses that are required in the mandatories. We are scored for that. And I know there's plenty of people that think, you know, the best-looking person on stage should win. And I agree if they're doing what they're supposed to do. If they're not doing the poses correctly, this is where you have situations like that. So uh, it was good to see, you know, everybody doing it, but there were some that basically placed lower simply because they were doing uh, poses that were not, and I mean not at all close to the category they were doing. And, you know, God bless the the head judge that was trying to help. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't so. And so the third, fourth, and fifth 
could have been a, a, a lot different if they had uh, simply posed a little bit better. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, and I, I do say that uh, with 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 a deep heart because it, it, it's it's not it's just not a time to you know basically get the education you need. I wish they could get uh, you know stuff like that sooner. Uh, where was I? At, uh, you are at um, men's classic physique over age forty. Okay, uh, Jacob Hamby got first. Uh, Chris Bartlett got second. Gotcha. Oh, oh you yeah. fall in line. Good job, yeah. Masters, Masters. All right, and you know that this whole men's. Classic physique thing. I really hope that gets worked. And I know we're going to talk about that more in future shows. And for anybody who's listening and has an opinion on that category, I hope you're ready to tune in and chime in and share your thoughts. But uh, I really enjoy that category, but I really want to see it come into its own. So it's not like a, a fancier bodybuilding wannabe, but that it's really its own thing and it is clear who was a classic physique competitor and who is a traditional bodybuilding bodybuilder category competitor. I'm really hopeful that that's going to happen in the next couple of years, if it takes that long, but in the, at least in the next year might take a couple of years though, because sometimes it just takes a while for things to evolve and become crystal clear and for athletes to like really get it, catch on to it and make it their own. There you go. That's all I have to say about that. Well, okay. as 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 wonderful as Kaylin has been doing, I am going to jump in here for a minute, and I'm going to share the men's bodybuilding categories, and we're going to start I with men's why. bodybuilding novice. <laughs> and first place goes to Bob Berbeco. Hope I got that right. Congratulations, Bob. Mm-hmm. Glad to see you jumping in on your well, maybe not your first show. Was there I'm going to assume there was no beginner category at this particular show. So um competitors in novice could also very well be first timers or they could be individuals who have competed before but did not necessarily place in the top three. Or is it top five mm-hmm. these days? It used to be top three. I'm, I feel like maybe yeah, that's changed that a little bit now. now. It's top five now. Okay. So there you have it. All right. Men's bodybuilding open. Drum roll. First place, Kaylin Patterson, number 59, representing Team Midwest Muscle, Real Talk. Kaylin Patterson, first place. Congratulations. Yay! <laughs> all right, I just had to do all the fanfare. Um, second place goes to Jake Wojciechowski. How do you pronounce Wojciechowski. All right, boom, good. Congratulations, Jake. And then third place went to Joe Mixon, and we've seen Joe a couple of times. Yes. And I feel yes, like maybe Joe has bested you in the past. But mm-hmm. not this time, not this night. Kaylin Patterson came out on top. Talk to us about that experience. Uh, I, 
it's one of those times where uh, the diet and everything lined up. Um, I was really concerned uh, going into this one because I don't know if you remember back in February when I dislocated my knee, it had really flared up. And so leg days weren't all that I needed or expect yet out of leg days going into the last weeks of prep. And it also, with having to do my, my kickboxing classes, I was very limited in the, the days I would have to do it with isolation. So it was very interesting going in because I had a ball on the side of my kneecap that I thought would really mess up. But toward the, uh, toward the last few weeks, it started going down, and it didn't look like somebody had put a baseball on the side of my knee. So I was really happy with that. And, you know, there, we go into hyper hyperdrive with our, with our fears and worries, and that was one of mine going in because there was just nothing I could do to alleviate the stress uh, without stopping the classes, the kickboxing classes, because with the with the onset of COVID, we didn't have any replacements. So I, it was either me or no class at all. And I was not ready to do that to our gym members. And so that was one of my biggest fears uh, going in. But, you know, that glory to God, everything worked out. And you can just barely make out the knot on the side of my knee considering everything that had to happen. And it did, I mean, like like I said, glory to God, because after that, it did flare up, uh, I think, a day and a half later to where I had to basically immobilize it to, to get the swelling down. So it, it was timed perfectly. I, I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I was very happy with that. Awesome. Well, congratulations. And then not to be outdone, so that was – men's bodybuilding open and then for men's bodybuilding over age 40 so this is our master's category first place again Kaylin Patterson boom <laughs> second place went to Bob Rebecca who was our novice competitor so it's good to see a master's mm-hmm. jumping in and doing something new and then third place again went to Joe Mixon so I do believe you are a OCB bodybuilding pro at this point in time. Yes. Yes. So then the question that we're going to ask, and you all heard it here first, when are you going to make your pro debut? That's what we all want to know. Uh, I want to do it at the Mayhem. We'll see. Uh, Depending on – because I didn't – honestly, I did not go overboard with diet. I did not go overboard with my anything – I had gotten into such a a happy place mentally that I wasn't craving food. And as you remember, Misty Love, and something she said, it just stuck with me about, you know, not letting your diet take over your life. And, you know, if, if you wanted the food, then you would have it. And if not, then, you know, it wouldn't be an issue. And for me, that really hit home this year, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, with, with pushing health, with pushing fitness, I've doubled down with that mindset considering the life and time that we live in. And I said, if, if a natural athlete can't lead the forefront about health and fitness with their own life, then 
you know, who will? Because you can't ask the enhanced to do it because basically they can show you the drugs they take, but they can't basically steer you to a life of health and fitness because they've already made made the 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 choice to forego that with risking their health and their fitness for the sake of enhancement. So with that mindset, I went into a, with more clarity. I think it was a mental paradigm shift for me. And uh, so, you know, we'll see how things go, but I don't expect to be that far from stage. Uh, things that Meshach had talked about as being four weeks out. And I, I want to have that same mindset, if not better mentality to stay closer to to stage weight without risking my health or well-being. I think as natural athletes, it's it's a lot easier to address our body and our needs if we basically do it on a daily basis instead of when it's time to compete. And I, I'm we'll find out this year, you know, if, if I'm successful. If not, then uh, you know, back to the drawing board and try again. And there you have it. If at first you don't succeed, just get back on that hoff. There you go. All right, Kaylin, take us away. Take us away. What else we got? Uh, for figure novice? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, now, this one had me confused because when she introduced herself, I, I must have been mentally out of it. Uh, I had a chance to meet her when she was lining up on stage and she said her name was Robbie. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm carb depleted a little bit. So maybe I'm just not hearing it right. But yes, her name was Robbie. So Robbie Anderson, I said, if you had looked at anything else, you would have thought it was a guy's name, but she laughed and did made light of it because I said, wow, I, after I thought about it, I said, that's kind of rude. But I tried to call her a man. But anyway, she was a very good-natured person, and obviously she did well on stage as well. In figure novice, she got first place. Uh, Danelle Miller got second. Angela Leahy got third. Carrie Peak got fourth. Pam Lashley got fifth. Uh, Melissa Moreno got sixth. Tanisha Travis got seventh. And well, that was it. Uh, now, here's the thing. Because of uh, the regulations with, with COVID and everything else, the men had to be out of the area when they were doing this. So I can't really tell you how well uh, the women looked other than the ones I got to see who were coming up as we were basically being asked to remove ourselves from the area so you know the show could still go on successfully without risk of endangering people's health and well-being. So, um, you know, congratulations to them, but I won't have much insight, and I do apologize to our listeners who are uh, listening with uh, me not being able to basically speak on anything other than their placing. Uh, My apologies for that, but it's not without the intent for safety. But, you know, the guidelines are the guidelines, and in order for that show to happen, this is what was necessary. So I know... Uh, this is one of the bigger shows of this year, and because of that, especially with the, the, the social distancing and everything else, they had to split some of the, the female groups. So we had figure open A, 
that went to Robbie Adamson. Uh, Janet Nunley got second. Uh, Shaka McCormick got third. Blair Himes got fourth. Michelle Brosdale got fifth. Carrie Peak got sixth. Pam Lashley. Uh, now we'll move on to figure open B. Uh, Elizabeth Vincent, and she was also the overall winner out of the two uh, figure classes. <clears throat> Alexis Turner got second. Larissa Sharilla got third. Danelle Miller got fourth. Angela Leahy got fifth. And Melissa Moreno got sixth. And Tanisha Travis got seventh. So congratulations uh, to Elizabeth uh, Vincent for the, winning the overall. Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, like I said, I did get a chance to see some of them when they were getting their touch-ups on the tans. The ladies definitely brought a great uh, figures up there. It's, it's really something that to see that. But then you also get to figure over age 40, and guess who won? Uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. And so, you know, the Masters class was representing well in the Opens. Uh, Robbie was uh, pretty good with that as well. Uh, Janet Nunley got second. Shaka McCormick got third. Michelle Brosdale, Brosdale, Angela Leahy got fifth. Miriam Noguera got sixth. And Melissa Moreno got seventh. And Tanisha Travis got eighth. So, you know, the Masters class was uh, was out there. And uh, I was I would have been really happy to see how they did the breakdown with that many ladies on stage, you think massive class and you have eight competitors, that's a pretty good uh, standing, and I'm very happy with what they did. Des, anything? No, without a doubt, I agree with that. And, I, you know, figure represented well in this show for the number of competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, you they know, really just did. without knowing what to expect and, you know, last-minute changes in rules and regulations and everything, but well represented. Glad to hear the ladies were there. Yes. I mean, like I said, with with this being a year-end show, I was very surprised with the turnout, Um, especially with the the regulations. But, you know, hats off again to Ray Benkowski for constantly emailing us and updating us with how the show had not been canceled. Because, sadly, there was someone uh, in another – I don't want to say organization because it's not an organization we really deal with, but uh, of the enhanced nature that had been basically putting out false information, sadly. And so he Mm. was staying in constant contact with us about it. And it was very nice to know that all the hard work wasn't wasted or in vain because it, it was very disheartening to hear, you know, during the year about the shows that had been canceled or had been last minute canceled. So it was nice to know that this one time that that wasn't true. So it was really nice to, uh, to see and be a part of. So, you know, again, hats off to uh, Ray with keeping us updated. I mean, he was almost having to do it on a daily basis just because, like I said, the very weekend that the show was going to happen, there were also the lockdown rules and regulations that had already been implemented, implemented, as the as the week was already going on, so it was really good to see 
the the follow through with it, and it was nice to see that you know the people still were able to show up and compete. Uh, with that being said, moving on to bikini novice <clears throat> A bikini. Ashley Falk. Yeah, you know you better be loving this part, this does. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Falk got first. Natalie Davis got second. Catherine Poholic got third. Teresa Hughes got fourth. And they did have to split this up because uh, the bikini does a lot more quarter with turns and their walks. So the spacing had to be even more so. And like I said, I'm, I'm very thankful for the head judge, uh, basically letting people know why they, they, they were, had done the breakups and also why the spacing was so important. And I think for the first time, uh, attendees, it made more sense because especially when they're doing the walks to the front and back of the stage, they need that extra space. And so it, it was very well explained, uh, you know, in the competitors meeting as well as with the, uh, when the uh, audience had come in. So with that being said, bikini novice B, Amanda White got first, Brittany Kennedy got second, Deborah Holton got third, Sarah Roy got fourth, Kyla Morris got fifth. Lindsay Childers got sixth. Uh, Kia Wilson got seventh. Danielle Corley got eighth. Uh, bikini Open A. When, when I, I missed something. No, no, I didn't. Okay, that was the novice A and B. Uh, and that, do they have an, an overall? If they did, uh, I'm sorry, I, it's not showing. Uh, Bikini Open A, Amanda White got first. She was also the overall winner. Lindsay Childers got second. Ashley Falk got third. Jennifer Roy got fourth. Kia Wilson got fifth. Danielle Corley got sixth. Catherine Pahalik got seventh. Natalie Davis got eighth. And Teresa Hughes got ninth. Uh, So, Obviously, you know, they, they had a nice uh, turnout for Bikini. Uh, uh, congratulations to the overall winner, Amanda White. But let's get to Bikini Open B. Brittany Kennedy got first. Uh, Deborah Holton got second. Krista Boucher got third. <laughs> Kyla Morris got fourth. Sarah Roy got fifth. So, you know, they represented well out there. And again, congratulations to the overall winner. Bikini over age 40. Now, this is something, boy, because, I mean, uh, this one to me uh, was kind of like what I saw in Kentucky at Josh Miller's show where you didn't know the age 40 group existed because none of these women looked their age. So Krista Boucher got first, Deborah Holton got second, Lindsay Childers got third, Teresa Hughes got fourth, and Catherine Paholic got fifth. And that's the master class in a nutshell. These ladies looked amazing. I did not know that they even had a master class for King. They just don't look their age anymore. It was really something to see, especially with that uh, larger group of masters looking the way they did. So, you know, much love and respect for the work they did and uh great job 
stepping on stage and representing the master's group. That no doubt, no doubt. Just one question, and I think I know the answer, but I'm assuming for the class A and B that they separated them by height. Yes. Yes, ma'am. But that's what happened. My, my, my apologies for that. Yes. So that is awesome. Well, sounds like Ray had a fantastic show in spite of it all, and I know that you walked away with quite a bit of hardware. So, I mean, good way, good way to end the year. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun to end a winter, but my goal this year, and it 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 confused a lot of people because. I came back with the understanding that I wanted to beat last year's me. That was my goal. I was so stuck and focused on that way of thinking that I'd already won before I set foot on stage at the Midwest State because I knew uh, just uh, when I was sending the P4P guys, my my progress picks, that no matter what, I'd already done better than my best representation the year prior. And that's what had me super excited and so at ease when I got there because my goal had been completed. And I know it sounds cliche because people say, you know, I wanted to beat the, the, the old me, but that was truly – my goal for this year because the one thing everybody has to understand is we didn't know that these shows were even going to come about with the way cancellations were happening. And so that was my solace going into the year is that, you know, no matter what, I can still be prep ready for a show, even if they don't happen, as long as my goal is to beat the old me then I could still focus on that. So that was my motivation this year, and that's what kept me going with all the cancellations that was happening. Because I know a lot of people were kind of frustrated with me not sharing if uh, I was going to be doing a certain show. And it was simply because I didn't know if they were going to actually happen. But if I can focus on being a better me, then my motivation basically still had merit. And it it didn't take a show to look a certain way. I just had to be better than the last year me. That was my goal from the beginning of the year to the end. And it it worked out in in, in a good way. Well, it sounds like it was a good strategy to me. I mean, especially when you are faced with the unknown, you know, and you can only control what you can control, and that's yourself. Exactly. You know, Exactly. The goals that's, like that's that are attainable. Yeah, that's basically the year in a nutshell. The things like I mean, because like I said, my my goal at the beginning of the year was, you know, to do the Shy Town Showdown and win one of those swords. But when COVID hit, uh, you know, I basically had to change my spectrum because the understanding of who's going to take the, the, the foreground and start pushing health and fitness? Because one of the things I noticed about COVID is that nobody was really talking about 
the benefits of health. It was just, you know, basically if it was real or fake or if it was a hoax or let's get a vaccination. But nobody was talking about the people who were surviving and why. And one of the biggest parameters was already good health. So I, I was very shocked. And I know locally I've been very outspoken in the region. And with being a volunteer in so many facets of uh, the area, it's a lot easier to be heard because people are already familiar with who you are. And it's not a surprise when you speak out about health and fitness because you've already been doing so. I mean, I've been speaking locally, whether it be Chicago or Kankakee County, for the last 10 years on health and fitness. So no one's surprised when I stepped up and said, hey, why aren't we pushing health and fitness? And people had to respond that we didn't really want to because everything was just about getting a vaccination and then getting back to normal. And I said, well, what is normal without health and fitness? And, you know, these are things that we as a society, as a whole, as a nation, need to start speaking of more and more often because this virus isn't going anywhere. If it's not this virus, it's going to be another one. But what are we doing yep. with our own personal health to ensure the survivability rate increases exponentially? And we have our own lives to take in our own hands. So I'm going to stay that. I'm going to stay the course in that. And I know we can make a difference as natural athletes because, like I've said before, an enhanced person can't speak for a natural athlete simply because they're not natural. They've made a choice to forego health and fitness and, and basically – have chosen a different way of life and living. It doesn't change someone who's not enhanced. They still have to have some kind of guide and some kind of goal and someone who can be a tour guide to good health and fitness and get them there there safely. So if if it's on the natural athletes to make a difference, then let's make a difference. But you you better have make a difference in your own life first if you're going to be heard by the world. And that's just me. And that's some real talk there, and I second that emotion. I have been, for months now, jumping up and down, it feels like, you know, asking people why we're so vigilant about masks and hand sanitizers. And this is not a statement about masks and hand sanitizers, but everybody is sure to do those things. But what about your natural health? What about your innate health? What about what you can do to build your immune system naturally? And uh, and nobody wants, very few, I won't say nobody, but few people want to talk about that. We want to talk about numbers. We want to talk about statistics. We want to talk about quarantining and all of these other things that I get, you know, need to take place. But what about the other side of that story? And Kaylin hit that exactly on the head. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to leave you guys with that question because I really want you to think about that. And for a lot of our listeners, we're probably preaching to the choir. But for those of you who maybe are newer to health and wellness or you never really thought about that question, what about your God-given ability to heal and fight disease, and what are you doing to support that tool in your toolbox for health? Because it's got to be the big picture. It's got to be the big picture. I've known so many people that they wear masks religiously, they use hand sanitizer religiously, they quarantine, they keep to themselves, and they still got COVID. 
they're not dying, they're recovering, mm-hmm. so that's a blessing. But I'm just saying they probably hand sanitized all of the good bacteria out of their body and their body couldn't fight it. You never to know. the point where they might not have, you know, they might have been able to have fewer symptoms, been sick a shorter amount of time. You just never know. You just never know. So it's it's got to be an all-encompassing effort, not just, yes. you know, all of these cosmetic things that we're doing, but you got to take care of the inside as well as the outside. Yep. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, otherwise, you, you, we'll be you out can... here for another hour. Yes, we would. And and Des has plenty to say and she's got the facts to back it up, Jack. So yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that and leave you to they left to your own devices and hopefully when we talk again we'll have even better topics. But we'll also have the understanding that uh you have to address your own health first before you can ask others to address the health be- that you basically to calm your fears. So that's another topic in itself. I'm not going there. Uh, Des has already set the parameters, and we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, Des, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, No, I've probably stirred up enough right now. So with that being said, Snickerdoodle shout-out. Well, I know Snickerdoodle has got me through a lot of COVID issues. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> awesome. You know what everybody? Just just for the health of it. Let's let's just let's just do it. You know, our bodies are a temple. So let's build it. 